0: Well, hey, welcome back to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're glad you're with us today. Hey, we're always inspired to hear how God is using this ministry from right here in Winchester, Virginia, to change lives all around the world. And if you have a story to share, we'd love to hear it. Send us an email at amen at myoasischurch.org. Now, if you'd like to support this ministry financially so that we can continue to bring messages just like this one, to you each and every single week, you can do so at org slash give. Thank you so much for your generosity. You're truly making a difference. Now prepare your hearts to hear a word from God. We're starting a brand new series today called A Heart for the House. Um, and, uh, Uh, Austin, if you don't mind, do you mind turning this up just a tad over here? Thank you so much. Give it up for our production team. Amen. Marjorie and I, over the next couple of weeks, uh, believe that it is very important and critical to our personal growth and to the growth of our church that you are here, that we share vision and mission of our church, uh, to share a vision that God has given us for our church. We believe this is going to be an amazing growth year, that we believe this fall we're going to continue to grow. Come on, somebody, it's already getting a little tight in here. We're going to have to add more rows soon and eventually add some more service times. Come on, is anybody excited about their church growing Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's going to be... Awesome. So we want you to be here over the next several weeks as we learn how we can be a kingdom impact in the city of Winchester and not compete with any churches in the area. In fact, there are many great churches in our area, many pastors that I love and, and uh, other pastors that I get to meet with on a, on a regular basis. And I want you to know that we're praying for other churches in our area as well to continue to grow because there's over 160,000 people in the area who don't know who Jesus is hundred and sixty thousand and the last time i checked there was no church that big in winchester so we got some work to do we have some people to reach and it's going to take a lot of churches to reach a lot of people so please uh don't just continue to be praying for our church but please be praying for other churches in our area as well if you have your bibles you can turn to psalm chapter 92 you can turn that down just a little (laughs) sorry austin and uh, that's where we're going to be this morning, Psalm chapter 92. In this chapter, we're going, to be, we're going to see the psalmist writing a song about the Sabbath day, a day of rest, a, a day of work, uh, without work, a, a day of reflecting on God's goodness with God's people in the house of God. There was um, singing and instruments and acknowledgement of the enemy and how much the battle was raging around. But in the house of God, come on, somebody, there's anointing, there's deliverance, and there's refreshment. Amen. And at the end of this chapter, the psalmist's reflection leads to this declaration in chapter 92, verse 12. It'll be on the screens. You can follow along. It says, "The Righteous. Will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming, The Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness. In him. If you're taking notes this morning, which you should be on the back of that thing, you know, if, I, if I'm looking, I'm going to be judging you if you're not writing down when I say this. The title of my message this morning is Stop Flirting with Church. Stop flirting with church. Look at your neighbor and say, stop flirting with church. Look at your other neighbor. I don't feel convinced that everybody got it and say, stop flirting with church. We're going to pray Once it gets serious. again, (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your presence in this place this morning. God, God, I ask that you speak through me this morning a word for your people in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, uh, they didn't know I was going to do this uh, because if I told them, they probably wouldn't have come. But um, I got to shout out um, some friends of mine, Tim and Linda Lewis. They're here from Chesapeake, Virginia, and give them a round of applause because in a minute you're going to hear why. Thank you so much. For being here, uh, Tim and Linda served at a church with me uh, a few years ago when I was in Chesapeake, Virginia, and they become very great close friends of ours and more like family, to be honest with you. And have um, uh, honestly have been there in many ways that we could never even describe our thankfulness or express our thankfulness to them. Uh, but but they've also been a major part of our church without you even knowing about it. Um, uh, when we start getting donations of all this equipment, they were the ones who who traveled. Uh, the several hours and the terrible 95 traffic and, and brought it all to us. So can we thank God for them one more time? They've been a huge blessing. <laughs> Commitment isn't really a word that is popular in church today, nor is it popular in our culture today. Commitment is something that that a lot of us struggle with, to be honest, right? Many of us love God, Many of us love going to church. We love worshiping God. We love uh, the goodness of God, but we struggle with the commitment of the calling of God on our life. We, We struggle with the dreams that God has given us, the giftings that God has given us, because we don't understand the process of spiritual growth. We don't understand the process that God intends for us, which is to be planted. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, plant it. Now, if we aren't planted, we can become, I'm going to say this word wrong, so somebody's going to have to help me, okay? Perpetual dater. Did I say it right? Perpetual. Perpetual. I'll go back to school after this. Which is somebody who is constantly dating for fun. How many of you constantly dated for fun when you were younger? Nobody, just me. <laughs> I mean, nobody dated for fun. You're all a bunch of liars in the church. Um, because the moment that somebody asks for commitment, suddenly it's like, whoa, wait a second, I don't know about that. It gets hard, and you're suddenly questioning if this is where you're supposed to be. It's complicated. And the moment that you get the chance to get out, you're out, right? Uh, or we move to the very edges. We move to the outer lines where where nobody can see us. And there's a word for that, too, but I can't pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try. It's the outer limits or the edge of an area of an object. See, Jesus didn't leave us the church, the capital C church, because it was a perfect system. Jesus left us the church so that we would grow together and become more like Jesus together, amen? A bunch of imperfect people learning how to love God, to follow a perfect God, and that's what we we are we're we're a bunch of imperfect people. If you're looking for a perfect church, this isn't going to be it. Amen. There is no perfect church. There is no such thing as a perfect church. In fact, if you go into a church trying to find a perfect church, you will be highly dis discouraged. If you go into a church with the expectation of no church is perfect, then you can you might. Fit in, you might say, Wow i'm imperfect too, and this is the place for me because all of us are a bunch of imperfect people following a perfect God. Somebody say Amen. I like what John did last week. Nobody can say Amen alone, okay, so uh, if somebody says Amen, everybody has to say Amen where's John at? I like that idea. I feel like he's in the back <laughs> John it's going to be a while buddy i'll I'll tell you when when you can come out okay. <laughs> He's a, he's a part of an illustration today. Anyways, there is no perfect church. In fact, so many people uh, will, will be so upset with church that they'll go into church looking for the smallest thing to upset them so that they can't go back so many people will, will go into a church and say, oh, I, I didn't like the lights. I didn't like the, the the color of the drape, which by the way is blue if you ask me. It's not green. Uh, uh, some people will, will try to find the littlest thing that they can find about a church because there is no perfect church. In fact, something we say here at Oasis, if, if it's your first time, we encourage you to come back three weeks in a row because it takes about three weeks to get a good idea of what a church really is like. You can't find out what a church is like just on a one visit. So we invite you to come back for the next couple of weeks but it's as if we're chasing something that is literally right in front of us. We think that we're looking for a perfect church but in reality we we're, we're looking for a perfect God who is right in front of us and he's inside of each and every single one of us. He just wants us to grow together. And revival will truly happen, come on somebody, when we have a church full of people who are hungry for God and hungry to see change happen in their city. Is anybody wanting to see a change in the city of Winchester and the surrounding areas? That's right. It takes a bunch of hungry people. Imagine what we could do. Imagine the kind of kingdom impact our church could have if every single person in our church was planted if every single person in this room made the personal decision to be planted psalm 92 12 through 13 again the righteous will flourish like a palm tree the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. planted in the house of the lord planted in the house of the lord a couple of things to notice from this text the first one if you're taking notes is god calls us to a house to be planted God calls us to a house to be planted. We believe that we don't get to choose a church, that God plants us in a church specifically. That God calls us to a church to put our roots down. Finding a church is is not like picking a grocery store. Come on, somebody. How many of you have a favorite grocery store that you like to go to? I like Costco, that's my place, that's my jam, mainly because it's the only place that we can buy enough food for all of our kids without spending $10,000, right? uh, when, you, when you're looking for a grocery store, it's, uh, I like this, but I don't really like that. The prices are lower there, but I uh, I don't have to unload my cart. Or they have uh, people checking you out. They don't have just self-checkout, right? Their layout is easier for me to navigate. They they have a better selection of produce. They they have mobile pickup. Somebody say amen for mobile pickup. Um, that is not how we're supposed to be finding a church. No, instead, finding a house to be planted is deeply Spiritual, because God wants us to be planted in order to have roots and grow. God wants us to grow. We were not created to consume church. We were created to be the church. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, It's time to be the church. It's time to be the church. And the only way to thrive is to be rooted, to be planted in a local body of believers where we are known, where we are loved, and where we are challenged. Where we are known where we are loved and we are challenged god doesn't want his children to bounce around from church to church or just watch online or or just watch preachers online god calls us to be a part of a church and there's nothing wrong with watching online there's nothing wrong with finding a new church when god's called you to a new church there's nothing wrong with any of that but we are to be planted somebody say planted. John, I told you it was going to be a while. It's time. (laughs) Come on, give it up for John. A lot of us treat church like it's a restaurant. A lot of us treat church like it's a fine dining establishment, right? Can I have a waiter, please? Absolutely, sir. Thank you. I love the S-Cargo BLT. Okay. Okay. Minus Drone is our soup today. Okay. Oh, dining alone? I am. I am. Good for you. You know, good for <laughs> you. You don't need never mind. Take your time. I'm right here. Thank you. Uh can I have a little bit more water, please? And can I actually get a different cup because I feel like that cup is dirty? Um, can I just get a different cup, please? Um, I mean, it's a five-star restaurant. I I can't believe that they didn't have clean cups when I came in this morning. That's a little bit of ridiculous. Um, do you have some napkins? I do. Okay. Can I have some, please? I'll go grab. Some. I didn't. I didn't bring any napkins. Did you really need? Oh, take your time. I would love to get some napkins. Um, if I'm dining in a fine restaurant, I would like some napkins. Maybe a handkerchief there's so a I don't get my suit dirty. Um, I think there's some on the Dream Team table. Do you mind running all the way over to the Dream Team table and get me some napkins? Yeah, sure. I'll be right, I'll be right back. Okay, thank Tell you. Take your time. Leave the thank menu. Thank you, thank you. Man, I wish there was some music in this place. And I hope they play the kind I like because anything else would just upset me. And you should know what kind of music I like when I come to your church, because you should know everything about me. Where's my napkins? I mean, dear Lord, the dream team table is right outside. There we go. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I mean, they could have given me black napkins to match my suit, but whatever. Yep. uh, can somebody grab my kids, please, and, and can somebody teach my kids the word of God this morning? Um, because sure. I don't want to dine with my kids sitting here because they would be a, a distraction to me. And, and if you can, I have five kids, so I need you to break it up and make sure that every kid gets curriculum based on their age and that it's fun and interactive and engaging because if my kids come home and said that they didn't have fun, we're never coming back to this restaurant, okay? Okay. Thank okay. You. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And don't forget my teenager who's going into middle school this year. It's gonna be a hard year for him. So I need the church to do my job and teach him everything about God before he goes into middle school. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um is is this is this restaurant uh, can we have some music, please? Can we play some music? Is that possible? Can we play some music I'll, quietly in the background? Is that possible? Like the like the one that we like exited an, an intro to the Yeah, that's like fine. Like the then well, I I'd r- ch- I'd rather have some softer music, but if that's all you have, that's okay. I'll
1: make Why don't we play
0: worship music before church instead of playing techno music? I don't understand. Do whatever you want Ridiculous that, for such a fine establishment. That's okay. Thank to. you. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, you. And um, we gotta get this on. Oh, there's music. Look at that. We got to get this online because I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks and I can't be in the church. So we have to stream it online, even though it costs a lot of money and we don't have the equipment. But uh, you got to get online. I don't give to the church, but I want you to stream it online and buy the equipment. Um, Don't worry. Yes. And if this isn't good, can I? Triple filters. filters. Oh, like Starbucks. Good. If this isn't good, I'm going to need your Google review link, too. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Because I'm a Christian, and I love (laughs) God, and I love people, but I'm going to let everybody know in the world that they should not go to your church. You're the Christian who goes to, like... Sunday after breakfast and then leave a terrible movie review that's what I tip. do that's okay. what I do great Sure. because I I don't I don't like not being respected because I came here to get served yes I came here to get served today and um uh if this isn't good that's not going to be okay this is how people treat the kingdom of God this is how people come to church and And treat the kingdom of God as if we're supposed to be serving you right as if the church is supposed to be serving you whatever church you go to but that's not what the kingdom of God is about the kingdom of a God is about serving other people it's about serving other people and I have to be okay with the little things that I might not like if God's called me to be in this church right There might be things that this church does differently because we're reaching a different set of people than the church you might have came from. We might be doing some things differently because there's some people on the street that have never heard the love of God, that have never heard about the gospel. So we're doing everything we can short of sin to reach those people. We've changed the calling to be about self, rather about self-sacrifice. Come on, give it up for John. And that's how we... Treat church. How many of you would be known for being a servant when you get to heaven? How many of you want to hear, "Good job, my good and faithful servant. Well done, my good and faithful servant." How many of you want to hear hear that when you get to heaven? Raise your hand one more time. Amen. Amen. I love God. I just don't like church. I love God. But there's just no church that I can fit into around here. That's the same thing as saying, I love my spouse, I just don't like her. Right? I mean, it just doesn't go together. That can't happen, right? The church is the bride of Christ, and we are one flesh when we stay away from church or when we stay on the outer edges of church rather than being fully planted we are allowing our fear to control us and the devil is keeping us away from god's will in our life god's best in our life what he wants us to succeed at so many people Get hurt. So many of us will even say we've been hurt by church before. And and all the pastors told me, Pastor Jonathan, this is another sermon for another time. But I'm saying it anyways. And I've even said that one time. Man, I've been hurt by church. But the church did not hurt you. People hurt you. Right? Jesus didn't hurt anybody. Jesus didn't hurt anybody, and I'm so, so sorry that you've been hurt by church before. I've been hurt by church before. My wife has been hurt by church before, and I know many of people who have been hurt. But really, it was people who hurt you, not the church. It was people, not God, because I serve a God who is trustworthy. I serve a God who forgives. I serve a God who loves me and chooses me over and over again, no matter how bad I mess up. So why another church in Winchester? Because it takes all types of churches to reach all types of people. And I'm so thankful for every Bible-believing church that is strong in our area. Amen? Because every church in our area is uniquely designed to reach the people in their community that God has called them to reach. And we believe that God has a house for every single one of us. And maybe it's your first time here today and you're like, I'm never going back to that church. Well, we would be deeply saddened and I hope you give us another try. But but it's true that God has a church for every single one of us to be planted to to grow, to use our gifts and to grow the kingdom. God does move us to new churches sometimes. But because it's God, not emotions. Because it's God through prayer and personal leading of the Holy Spirit, not because friends come and go, not because I got hurt, not because I got mad, not because I got offended. That's when the enemy is working, not God. God calls us to be a house, to a house to be planted. And the second thing, if you're taking notes, is we will flourish when we are planted in the house of God. The Hebrew definition of flourish is to bud, sprout, or shoot, or blossom profusely. Blossom profusely. There's a difference between surviving in a greenhouse and being planted in the ground. There's a difference between surviving in the greenhouse and being planted in the ground because God wants us to to blossom profusely. Somebody say profusely. Say it like you really mean it, profusely. That's how God wants me to blossom. A greenhouse is a safe Climate-controlled environment, it's predictable, it's easy, but it's also not real. And it's a—it's not where a tree was created to be long-term. In fact, we were created to be planted in the ground and rooted deep into the soil because we will have so much more when we are planted in the soil. And that's what God is calling us to do. That is what he wants for each and every single one of his children, to have deep roots in the soil of a forest, of a local church being planted this is a quote um uh from somebody i have no idea who it's from (laughs) uh because it's one of those google images that uh don't have a quote author so it's somebody out there uh shout out being planted isn't easy but the best part about god's kingdom and living his ways are the benefits that come our way is it possible that some of us are settling and being okay with being potted in a greenhouse instead of being planted in soil Psalm chapter 92, 14 and 15 containing they will still hear, they will still bear fruit in old age, they will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. And now I'm gonna start my sermon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have three short benefits of being planted in the house of God. And the first one is we will bear fruit long term. We will bear fruit long term, we will actually Bear fruit, not just eat fruit, but live with it. What is fruit? Our kids in uh, Oasis kids learned this over the summer. They've learned about the, the fruit. It was love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. And even in our old age, we will have the ability to continue to have fruit that looks and tastes good to others. That's good. We will bear fruit by living our kingdom destiny that God wants our lives to make and all of us have a footprint that we're leaving on this planet when we leave what type of footprint do you want to leave behind what type of legacy do you want to leave every single one of us have an eternal difference that God has called us to make in our world and when we are planted we can make a kingdom impact second corinthians 5:20 says we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal Through us. When we are growing together, when we're in small groups together, when we're when we're serving together, when we're worshiping together, when we allow leaders in our church to challenge us, when we come to church, when we when we unload a trailer, when we serve in kids' class, when we lead a small group, when we say hello to people as they walk in, when we when we run the camera and serve behind the scenes with the lights and sound, when we play an instrument on our stage, when we serve with our community partners, when we pray with others, and when we tithe and give to the church, we our kingdom builders. We are being transformed into the destiny that God has called his sons and daughters to be. And more eternities are secured in heaven every single week because of our faithfulness. Three benefits of being planted in the house. The first one, we will bear fruit long-term. And the second one is we will stay fresh and clean. Have you ever met a person... No, if they're here with you today, don't say this, okay? Don't raise your hand, husbands or wives. Have you ever met a person, as they got older, they just became a little stale? Raise your hand. Look, it's like, I'm not raising my hand. I might know the person's with me. The person's with me. No, we we all know some people who have gotten stale the older they got, the more uh, uh, you didn't really feel like you wanted to be around them, the more negative they seemed like they were becoming, um, the more stuck in their ways they might have been, right? But flip it, have you ever met somebody who stayed fresh their entire life? Let me see a raise of hands. How many of you have seen somebody who stayed fresh their entire life? When we are planted In the Bible, or when we are planted, the Bible says that we won't get fried out, we won't get crusty, and we won't get brittle. Constantly growing and has a fresh testimony. Have God's love. I don't know about you, but I want to be one of those people when I continue to to get older. I'm much older than what I think I am sometimes. But as I continue to get older, that's what I want, right? I want to continue to be fresh. I continue to want to be loving and bear fruit and stay fresh and clean. The third one, the worship team can come back up is we will have a faith that withstands the test of life. Come on, somebody. If there's any witnesses in the house this morning that can say your faith has withstand some of the most difficult times in your life. Plants in a greenhouse aren't rooted enough to withstand a hurricane, but trees outside that are rooted deep into the ground can. Plants in a greenhouse... Can't withstand a hurricane, but the trees outside that are deeply rooted into the ground can. I want you to think about that for a moment. Because church, hurricanes are going to come. Storms of life are going to come. Life is going to get difficult, and some of you are walking through a very difficult patch right now, and you don't even know if your faith is going to withstand it, but you're still in church this morning. You're still here this morning. You're still worshiping God this morning. Heartbreak is going to come. Betrayal is going to happen. Roadblocks are going to come. Speed bumps are going to happen. Demotions, sicknesses, and illnesses are going to happen. Down economics, job loss, a death of a loved one, it's going to happen. If 2020 was a terrible year for you, raise your hand. If 2020 was a terrible year for you, raise your hand. But only a faith that is deeply rooted in the house of God can withstand a, a, a hard time in your life. In 2020, it was one of the hardest years of my life because my dad passed away from COVID at just 40 or 59 years old. 58 years old, right? 58? He was 58, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 58 years old. I'll never forget it. I got a phone call that dad was in the hospital, and they said, um, dad, dad caught COVID, and he's not doing well. He's going to the hospital to get checked. And I thought, okay, well, dad's a, dad's a big boy. He's going to fight through this. He's going to be fine. And, of course, you talked to dad on the phone. I'm fine. I don't need nothing, you know. <laughs> but, okay, dad. Uh, are you breathing okay? I'm breathing fine. Leave me alone, you know. Okay, dad. Are you eating? I'm eating good, right? And he was lying the whole time, right? And that night, he, he got put on an, or the next morning, he got put on a, uh, in a uh, what's, ventilator, and um, he was intubated, put on a ventilator, and two days later, he died. I wasn't ready for him to die. I thought, moving back home, I had tons, close to home, <laughs> I had tons of time left with my dad. I thought we were going to make memories. I thought we were going to go on vacations together. I thought I was gonna do things for my dad that he could never do for me. But God had other plans. And it was my faith in Christ that helped me withstand one of the hardest times of my life. We were in the middle of starting a church with just two months left. And there I was on the way to the hospital singing about the goodness and faithfulness of our God and believing and praying for a miracle. Believing and praying for a miracle. What happens when God doesn't show up the way you want him to? What happens when when God doesn't move in the way that you want him to? What happens when God doesn't move on the time schedule that you want him to? But stay and plant it with God. Plant it with my heavenly Father. Plant it with pastors from all over the world who have invested in my life planted with brothers and sisters in Christ was the most important thing I could have in that time because my roots were in him my roots were in him and this life is hard this life is difficult this life is going to make you want to quit sometimes this life is going to make you want to give up sometimes this life is going to get very challenging but only a strong and secure and rooted person with a planted faith can survive it. Let's be the people of God who are planted in deep soil, not just living in a greenhouse for the ease of it. Let's not be the the dater who gives up whenever commitment is involved. Let's decide to make a commitment to Jesus today. Let's decide that in this house, I will be here every single weekend. I will let go of fear and I will trust God. I will let go of control and see that he is working a greater kingdom plan through us and through our family. Let's get planted and see that personal revival and that revival happen all across our city, that our house is available when we are rooted and grounded in him. Let's join a team and start volunteering. Let's start a small group this semester. Let's start giving if we haven't been giving and watch what God will do through you. Watch what God will do through you. Come on, stand to your feet. We're gonna pray this morning. And then we're gonna continue to sing for just a couple more seconds. On your seats, there's a blue card this morning. If you're a first-time guest, that's the red card. Uh, For everybody else, if you were here this morning, there's a blue card. It says, make a difference. And I'm asking you to to do one thing when you leave here today. Do not leave without joining a team at this church. Do not leave without getting involved in this church in some way, whether it's serving in our kids' ministry, helping kids find the love of Jesus, whether it's holding the door for somebody and, and saying hello, because your smile might be the only thing that stopped them from making a turn terrible decision. What if every single person in this church got involved and planted and rooted in this house? What type of difference could we make maybe you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus the first place to start is to say yes to Jesus that I will follow him all the days of my life that that I'll give my life to him the Bible says that if if you believe that you're a sinner that you if you believe that Jesus died and rose again that and you confess that with your mouth you will be saved so we never leave this place without giving you the most important step of your faith journey which is to place your faith in Jesus maybe you're here this morning and you've never made that decision Maybe you're here this morning. You've never committed your life to Christ or maybe you're here and you're saying, I need to rededicate my life to Christ this morning. This opportunity is for you. And as a church family, we're gonna pray out loud together for the benefit of those who may be saying it for the first time. Church, if that's you this morning, will you bow your heads with me all across the room as we say this prayer? Repeat after me. Say, dear heavenly father, I'm a sinner in need of a savior. I believe that you died and that you rose again come into my life. Make me a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. Help me follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. With heads still bowed and eyes still closed, I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but we just want to celebrate with you. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, or you rededicated your life to Christ, would you just slip your hand up right now across this room? Amen. If you just prayed that prayer online, will you just click the link in the chat right now and one of our team members will follow up with you. Come on, church. Can we celebrate with somebody who gave their life to Christ this morning? Oh, come on, all of heaven's making a resounding.